Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am joined by Taylor Weigel, the co-founder of Zorpads. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Zorpads was just on Shark Tank. We love Shark Tank. We have lots of alumni on the show. You guys created this really cool, as you coined it, space technology for your shoes, this odor zapping shoe insert. So I think a lot of our guests or at least a lot of our audience watches Shark Tank and we know a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes, but you ended up scoring a deal on the show with Lori and Charles Barkley of all folks uh, and on the investment side. So what I'd love to do, Taylor, is kind of walk through the evolution of the company, talk a little bit about the marketing behind it, Shark Tank, and then where you guys are headed next. So let's talk about what inspired you to create Zorpads. Where did it all start? So we actually invented Zorpads as part of a school project back in business school. As part of the curriculum, you have to come up with an idea, you have to commercialize it, you pitch it to another group of students, and then they all trade stocks based on whose idea they think is best. And we had a brilliant idea for a breast pump as a group. So reinventing the breast pump, hashtag better than the baby. But then on the night before the pitch was due... We, we get an email from our professor saying that we can't do it because it's too close to a medical device. And so we're all sitting around a room. There's five of us at the time, dejected, annoyed, because it's 10 p.m. the night before. We have to pitch this product. <laughs> One of our friends took her shoes off, and she was wearing some slip-on loafers at the time. She took them off, and the entire apartment just smelled with this like putrid scent of feet. And so we all kind of looked around at each other and like started asking questions like, why haven't you gotten rid of those shoes or why didn't have you done anything about this? And she said that there were no solutions that she really liked. And there was nothing that on the market that she enjoyed putting in her shoes. Everything was uncomfortable and that she generally just throws her shoes away. And so my background was in odor and water filtration at Brita. And then I did a little bit of work at SpaceX as well. And so we decided to take this super powerful material that's usually used only for industrial and military and aerospace and healthcare applications and put it into a shoe insert and add a little sticky backing so it could work in those shoes that she had just taken off that filled the room with that putrid stench. And so we started the next day pitching the product kind of like we positioned it as, well, we were going to invent a breast pump, but that idea got killed by the administration. So we are introducing these odor eliminating shoe inserts made with NASA tested technology. And then the rest is kind of history. It kind of like we were at the bottom of the pack, the first pitch, and then we got our footing a little bit and then we moved to the middle and then 
by the end of the the project, we were at the top and then we got a little bit of VC funding and a little friends and family funding. We manufactured a round of Zorpads and then sold out. And then we made more Zorpads and we sold out and we made more Zorpads sold out. And then we uh, just kept kind of rolling to this point. So is that when Cuban said that Harvard Business School ruined you guys? <sighs> Mark Cuban. <laughs> Uh, if this is what ruin looks like, I want to know what success looks like. Well, I think you guys are hopefully living it, right? Hopefully so. So what was the biggest challenge? You know, obviously coming up with an idea right there on the spot, solving a major problem for a lot of people. What were the challenges there in terms of encountered on designing the product then? One of the things that we struggled with really early on is how do you create something that sticks inside of a shoe and stays there? Because like nothing else on the market has any adhesive on the back. They're mostly just shoe inserts or um, powders or sprays or something. And so how do you make something that like actually stays in your shoe? And so we, we ended up looking at a ton of different adhesives and ended up finding one that was used for a sweatband in a, a baseball cap like for a golf tournament. And did some testing around that one and found that it could withstand the hot, sweaty environment of a shoe. And then also peel up at the end of about 60 wears to be replaced. The other challenge is just, I like their, their shoe inserts and they're powerful, but they are not ultra magical. So they are extremely powerful. They're better than anything on the market, but um, consumer expectations and managing just what is possible by a shoe insert. Like we can't clean your shoe or we can't make your feet stop smelling. We can only make your shoes stop smelling. That's been something that we've been working through as like a messaging challenge since we started. Well, I know Barkley's got what size seventeen feet. So how many Zorpads did he need to cl- clean that stench up? He should only need one. But if you are looking for ultra Zorpad power, we do recommend putting in a second. Nice, nice. So, what tips would you have for a company? You know, moving into the assembly and the manufacturing phase of product development for something that they've never done before. For moving into the assembly and manufacturing stage, my recommendation is to just iterate and make everything by hand as long as you can until it is no longer feasible. So for the early days of Zorpads, we were ordering all of our adhesive and then we bought an industrial heat sealer and used some dry baby wipes to be able to put all of the materials together. And then once we kind of like figured out what the right size was, what the right adhesive was what the right construction was. Then we started moving into manufacturing because you run into minimum order quantities. You want to make sure that everything is totally right before you invest in that inventory. And so the more that you can make them all by hand and get as much feedback as possible, you just de-risk that situation. So what was, what was your path to market? Did you guys go to shark tank initially or did, did they find you? So we, started selling on our website. And so we started just selling through Zorpads.com. And then we added a subscription component where you can sign up to get Zorpads sent to you every month or every two months. And then we started getting on other retail platforms. We actually, we currently sell on Indiegogo as part of their marketplace program. And we sell on Groupon. We sold, we did a little run on Touch of Modern. We did some stuff internationally with some crowdfunding platforms, just a bunch of different affiliate services that we were testing and learning and seeing what worked. 
And then for our own website, we did a lot of Facebook advertising, a lot of Twitter advertising, those little sponsored stories at the bottom of things you read on Forbes. We did a lot of advertising there too. We had a significant number of PR hits, which I think was really helpful for gaining credibility and legitimacy at the beginning. And then we finally, this past summer, listed on Amazon.com and Walmart.com and are hoping to be in Target this spring, which is exciting. That should be fun. So how come you didn't end up running or launching a crowdfunding campaign for the product initially? So we, we, we thought about it. We like, really thought about it a lot. And we wanted to maintain control over the path to purchase that we found was most successful. And so one of the things with crowdfunding and why we didn't end up doing it for Zorpads, and by the way, I think it's a wonderful and amazing way to get to market, to leverage the Indiegogo or the Kickstarter or like whatever crowdfunding platforms audience, I think is an awesome way to be able to do that and gain a lot of visibility. But for our products, because we are so cheap, it is $5 per shoe insert. We found that the best way for us to get the word out was to sell through our website and offer people free shipping, get them a pair. They, they try it, they like it and they come back and purchase more. If we were going to launch a crowdfunding campaign, we would get them on the Indiegogo platform and then they would hopefully come to our website and purchase. But we wouldn't be able to track that and we wouldn't be able to optimize to get more people in and spread the word about Zorpads to more people. Okay. So you mentioned getting a bunch of press coverage, you know, outlets like GQ, Men's Health, Mashable, those guys have all picked you up. Any tips for other creators or marketers and entrepreneurs out there launching their product to get great press coverage like that? Yeah, there's a, there's a service called Help a Reporter Out. It's called Hero, and you can sign up for it. And it is a, an aggregation of a bunch of things that reporters are looking for help with. And we've we've gotten a lot of luck with Hero and responding to inquiries and people saying like, "Hey, I'm looking for items that are really good for moms during the holidays." And we're like, "Oh, well, actually, we have a Zorpad. Would love to talk to you. We're the co-founders." Here's our story. Let us know if you want to set up a conversation. So definitely check out that. And then we, we had a, a press team for a little bit helping us at the beginning. Nice. So did you mention that you guys went to Shark Tank first or they came to you? How did that work again? Yeah. So we basically found everyone that we ever knew that had maybe come into contact with anyone remotely working for Shark Tank and had them send a recommendation in for us. <laughs> so like friends of ours from school who had been on the program. I live in Los Angeles. And so there were a lot of people that we had come into contact with that new producers on the show. And so by the time we actually sat down with a producer and talked to them, they were like, Oh yeah. Okay. We've heard about you guys from a few different angles. I think that was, that was a way for us to get in. Nice. So what was the biggest thing that you learned throughout that whole process of being on Shark Tank, doing the filming, and then actually having your episode air? <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of like boot camp. It's like, okay, you're, you're given this awesome opportunity. And then you have to pull together and like make sure that your business is sound and the financials are sound and you haven't misrepresented anything. And then they run background checks and you film a bunch of videos about your product and your, like, your story and your background. and it's all just like a really, really great way to pull your business together in like the most complete way. 
like the pitch itself wasn't that different than any other pitch that we've made for Zorpads. Like it at the very beginning. And of course we were dressed in those crazy outfits, but the, the beginning we were a little bit nervous, but I think once the questions started coming, they were the questions that we get all the time about the business. And so we quickly got into our groove of like, okay, this is a pitch to investors like any other pitches. And we kind of just rocked from there. How long were you actually standing in front of the sharks for? We were there. I think it was about 45 minutes, but honestly it was kind of a blur. (laughs) Nice. So what was the biggest surprise since shark tank aired, you know, a few weeks ago? Well, one of the things that I'd say was the most excruciating time period was the time between when we filmed it and the time and when it aired. And so we were just hoping and we had our fingers crossed that we were going to air. And then once we found out that we were going to air, we were nervous that they were going to paint us in a, a less than favorable light. So we felt really confident about how we did and like the deal that we struck and how we, how we worked it on the show. But I mean, you never know. And so my worst nightmare was like, I come off, they've like Photoshopped some acne over me or something, which they would never do. But (laughs) just like leading up to that, I was a little bit nervous about it. Yeah. Their, uh, their editorial team is pretty amazing, aren't they? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, we couldn't have been happier with like any, any part of that. Like it was, it's such a wonderful experience. And then all the producers on the show too, there were so nice and so happy to be there and so excited. We made a lot of friends during that day. No, that's great. So how did your, uh, did your website hold up during the uh, show when it was airing? It did, but I, I don't know if my like nervous system held up. <laughs> Fair enough. Our little analytics dashboard up, watching the traffic come in, making sure that we weren't going to crash. We had a backup plan with our web service provider and I was, I was pretty nervous about it. It was, it was nice though that we, so it aired at 10 p.m. on the East Coast, 9 p.m. on Central Time, and 8 p.m. on Mountain Time. And then the whole West Coast was later. And so we kind of had like two spikes in traffic, which helped dilute it a little bit. Yeah, just wait for those re-airs now. Those are the fun ones. <laughs> yeah, I know. So what, did, what advice would you give to someone else trying to get on Shark Tank or trying to make a deal with the Sharks? So first, getting on, getting on Shark Tank, we were there with people who had gotten to Shark Tank through many different routes. So like some people, they were reached out to by producers on Shark Tank that found them through a press article or something. Some other people went to an open casting call. And I know that they have them at things like the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas every year. And then us like reaching out and having just like a a human onslaught (laughs) to the producers to try and tell them about our business. So there are multiple ways to get on the show. And I'd say just try every single path and every single avenue because I like we have nothing but good things to say about the experience, about the show, about the sharks. Like it was such a fun time and like being there with all the other entrepreneurs, it's definitely something that's worth it. Nice. So if you were to start this whole project over again, what, if anything, would you change? Mm, That's a great question. I'd probably raise more money. Like neither Sierra nor I make any money off of Zorpads. We are reinvesting everything that we make back into the business to make it as robust a product and as robust a business as possible before we end up taking a salary. And so I think like that's led to some complications because we both work on some things on the side to be able to pay the bills. And if we had raised more money at the beginning, we might've been able to 
be full time and fully invested in the business. But I, I, other than that, I think running the business and working on things our way has worked out pretty well and has allowed us both to have the stability of an income and also build an incredible product and a, a, what we think is an incredible business too. Absolutely. All right, Taylor, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Great. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I am inspired by creating products and solving problems for people who <laughs> have issues. And I, I've worked in consumer products, I've worked in retail, and it is difficult to get really cool products to market unless you do it yourself. So that is why I'm inspired to be an entrepreneur. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? I'm really impressed with Blake McCoskey from Tom's. He uh, kind of pioneered that one-for-one one model and he's run into some things about dumping a bunch of shoes in a, in a rural country and disrupting their economy. And he's yeah. dealt with that in a really interesting and wonderful way. And they also brew great coffee. So I'd love to talk to him. Nice. I think you're probably the second person ever I've interviewed to say him. So what, what would be your first question? Where does like I I would want to know who he views as Tom's competitors? Like is sure. it is it regular shoe companies? Is it other nonprofit companies? Is it a, like other B corps? Is it startup entrepreneurs? I'd just be super curious what he thinks his competitive set is. What book would you recommend to our audience of entrepreneurs and startups? Ugh, the Innovator Solution by Clay Christensen. It is the most impactful book I've ever read in my entire life. Nice. Last question. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Running a multinational shoe insert conglomerate, of course. There we go. I love it. Well, this has been awesome, Taylor. This is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. All right. So we're Zorpads. We make odor-eliminating shoe inserts made with NASA-tested technology. And you can find us on Zorpads.com, Amazon.com walmart.com or just google us and you'll find all of our outlets well taylor this has been awesome audience thanks again for tuning in make sure to visit art of the kickstart.com for all the notes the transcripts maybe a link to the shark tank episode as well and everything else we talked about today and of course thank you to our podcast sponsors the gadget flow and backer kit taylor thank you so much for joining us today on art of the kickstart thanks so much it's uh it was great to be on with you thanks for tuning in to another episode of art of the kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.